Welcome to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Podcast. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We've been in the sun today, so we might we be a little loopy tonight. <laughs> Maybe just a little. Just a little. Well, baseball season is right around the corner, as is spring. We spent today at Tiger Park in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We watched the LSU softball team play the Alabama Crimson Tide. The girls dropped a close one, two to one. It was a fun day, wasn't it? It really was. Great day. We were out in right field, sitting on the berm. I took my goddaughter to the game, and we all just had a great time. If you're looking for a good time, you could do a lot worse than going to an LSU softball game. Really good. You could do a lot worse than going to the LSU baseball game, too. (laughs) It was a lovely day. We are baseball fans, the two of us. Mm -hmm. What is it? What is it about that game that's so great? You know, spring spring is right around the corner. We're going to have baseball this year. I don't know how many of you out there follow sports. But there was a, a labor dispute between management and the players that has been resolved, and we're on for a for a full season of baseball, and that's always a good thing. And so I'll exciting. say this, I'm a fan of the game, I'm a fan of the history of the game, and any time that there's been some kind of labor dispute or something of this, uh, baseball usually comes back better. So hopefully we're entering a, a great phase yeah. of, of the professional game. But what is it about baseball? It's just, it's... it's there's it's a romance just, to it. Yeah, there's just something, it, there's something so, I don't know if peaceful is the right word. It's just, it feels so comforting or something. <laughs> a great friend of mine said that anytime you go to a ballpark, you can see something, there's a possibility of seeing something you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it's a link to our past and it's a link to our future. It's the game that has been there. It's always there in the background. So deep. You know? And sometimes <laughs> the game comes to the forefront, you know, but yeah. it's always there in the background. And I think it combines some of my favorite things, drama and history yeah. and, and movement. You know, there's a great movement to that game. I guess, too, I like how quiet it is for the most part. It's you it's know. a game that encourages conversation. You know, you yeah. can talk during a, a ball game, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's not like George Carlin said, you know, at a football game, at any point during the game, you could take the life of a complete stranger, you know, of another human being, <laughs> you know, usually a complete stranger. It's not like that at baseball. No. Uh, baseball, and what's great about it is it's a game, as you said, it's very kind of a peaceful game. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. in it. But the game, the highs are high, you know, and the lows are low, you know. Yeah, and, and I feel like it it takes its time or it can. Yeah, you know, there's if there's no rush to it, there's just it's just so so much fun to watch. Yes. Well, we had a great time today out at Tiger Park. Uh, we had a great time a few weekends ago out at Alex Box here in Baton Rouge. If you find yourself in Baton Rouge, go to a ball game. Go to a ball game wherever you live. I I, I think it's the greatest sport. Yeah, I'm ready for our next one soon, very soon. Coming up very, very soon. Yes. Go Tigers, but hey, whatever team you support, <laughs> go go them. Go team. <laughs> well, we have a fun one tonight here on the show. We like baseball. We also like horror movies. You know what else we like? We like when our listeners get in touch with us. Yes. You can get in touch with us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. And guess what? We had someone a few weeks ago got in touch with us. Mr. Leroy Smith, this is what he wrote to us. He said, hey, can you do an episode on Ernest Scared Stupid? It's a movie that has a surprisingly big fan base, and it's actually the most popular of the nine Ernest movies they made. I just wanted to know your guys' thoughts on it. Well, guess what? Faith, would you like to introduce the movie that we're doing tonight? I think they know what we're doing, but we're talking about Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Scared (laughs) Stupid. What has just blown me away is that there are nine Ernest movies, which I was I was not aware of. But we're going to talk about this one tonight. It's pretty fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed yeah. this movie. So we are going to take a very short break. Here is a message from our newest sponsor. So stay tuned for this, and we will see you on the other side. I am Dan, and I am Faith. You're listening to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. We'll see you on the other side.
trying to take it easy, but you feel something greasy. Walker's Pink Bismuth. Walker's Pink Bismuth. Walker's Pink Bismuth. A Welsh Jennings concoction. Available now. Welcome back. The coffee is fresh. The company is lovely. Yes. And we have one of the nine earnest movies. <laughs> nine <laughs> earnest movies. We've got Ernest Scared Stupid tonight. <laughs> this movie came out October 11th, 1991. That's 11-11. Oh. <laughs> For those of wish. you into numerology, that's a, that's a master number. Yes. That's one of the master numbers. That's right. This was directed by John Cherry. He is the auteur behind all nine of the Ernest films. <laughs> it was written by Charlie Gale and Coke Sams. That's a great name for a, a Hollywood player, name. right? Yes. Coke Sams. Wow. Coke. Coke. Uh, I believe Coke is going to play into something else that Faith and I are into at the moment. We've been watching... The new series on HBO called Winning Time about the rise of the Lakers dynasty in the 80s. Coke has already played into it a little bit. I think it's, <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to make an appearance. We're both really enjoying this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, John C. Riley is in it playing Dr. Jerry Buss and really just wonderful stuff. Don't want to digress too far into that, but got it. Mean, it's it's amazing so far. And uh, you know, the, the only thing I'm disappointed uh, with it is like I really wish we would have waited until they dropped all of the episodes, all ten episodes, yeah. <laughs> so I could watch them all but at once. Coke, Coke, Sam's. That's a that's a great name. It's a great that, name. That's that's an amazing name. It stars, of course, the late great Jim Varney. You know him. You love him. He's Ernest P. Worrell in this movie. You might also remember him as the Slinky Dog in Toy Story One mm-hmm. and Two, and he was also played Jed Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies movie from 93, I believe it is. And he did uh, he did some uh, some other character work. He popped up. Uh, he was a classically trained actor. We're going to talk about him a little bit tonight. We're going to talk about, uh, he reminds me of somebody else that we really like on this show, and Faith's smiling because she knows what's coming, and she agrees uh, with me on this. So Ernest P. Worrell, Ernest started appearing in commercials back in 1980. He was a creation of, let's see, Jerry Carden and John Cherry. That's right. John Cherry, the auteur behind these movies. They were part of a Nashville advertising firm called, funny enough, Carden and Cherry. <laughs> they created, as as they explained it in a little video I watched, they created him as a guy. And it's a great conceit if you've never seen these commercials. What it was, he would hawk a product or whatever it was he was talking about. And they were first-person point of views. And so the audience is kind of this this guy, Vern, that Ernest is talking to. And Ernest is somebody that always has a bigger, better deal. And he's kind of a motor mouth, and he won't leave you alone. Harmless, but yeah. persistent. And, <laughs> and, you know, kind of a know-it-all a little bit. And everybody kind of loves this character, you know, you, you know, this guy, I, I think that's say, what makes him so know, relatable. We all know somebody like and he, this. And he's so, to me, iconic with that cap that he wears, the Wrangler denim vest. He's got the gray shirt and the jeans and just, you know, it's a very unique, you know, look, yeah. you know, you know, you know who it is. And, and where we live, there's a lot of him around here. I'm sure I there's bet. a lot of him around where, where if you live in the South, you, you, run across this guy maybe daily but uh, <laughs> yes. he's he's harmless but persistent mm-hmm. and uh i would say lovable wouldn't you sure yeah sure so in doing the research for this i discovered that the very first film that ernest worrell appeared in was not ernest goes to camp which i thought was his debut film mm-hmm. it was actually a movie called dr otto and the riddle of the gloom beam hmm. yeah it's free on YouTube, and I think okay. we need to watch it because it's a spoof of old sci-fi kind of horror movies, kind of stuff okay. that we love. I, I did not know. I think the Ernest character is not in it very much from what I've read, but he is in it. Jim Varney plays a whole myriad of characters in it like he does here. And Ernest, of course, would go to camp, would go to jail, would go to Africa. Ernest went all over the place. 
So this movie, uh, we have a curse and a troll in this movie takes place in Missouri. But like all of the other Ernest movies, it was filmed in and around Nashville, Tennessee. The opening credits are really magnificent. We have glimpses of Nosferatu from 1927, White Zombie from 1932, Phantom from Space from 53, The Brain from Planet Arus from 57. We got The Screaming Skull, Missile to the Moon. We've got The Hideous Sun Demon, The Great Gila Monster, Battle Beyond the Sun, and The Little Shop of Horrors. We did a Little Shop of Horrors here on the show. It's a fun little movie. I need to, rem- I need to remember this list because... All of those video clips, all those everything in there. Really cool. The stuff I it? haven't seen yet. I was like, oh, okay, I'd like to see this stuff. And the Screaming Skull from 1958, which makes an appearance in the opening credits, was the very first movie I watched on OSI 74. That is Mr. Lobo's channel. And uh, I watched that was the first episode of Cinema Insomnia I watched. I really enjoyed the movie. I love Cinema Insomnia. And shameless plug for someone that doesn't even know we exist. OSI 74 is now streaming 24-7, so you can watch that channel anytime you want. If you are not familiar with OSI 74, please get familiar with OSI 74. Yes. So much fun stuff over there. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing the Lord's work as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. We also have some special effects in this movie from the, uh, forgive me if I mispronounce this, the Chiodo Brothers. The Chiodo Brothers were the geniuses, and I mean that, Sincerely, geniuses behind the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space, another favorite of ours here. So if you watch this movie and the effects look familiar and they remind you of the Killer Clowns, guess what? It's because the same guys did it. Apparently they have the same the same way they like die or whatever they do. The trolls, they have the same effect as the clowns. Yeah. And see, I even thought while watching this, I was like, this reminds me of Killer Clowns. And I had no idea. Because we hadn't put it together. Yeah. Because we went in, we we like to watch the movies cold. Yeah. I don't like to research it. With no research. Uh, if if their names appeared on the screen, we might not have seen them because I would have gone, oh wait, those, right, right. I may have even said something. Who? It popped up in the end, and I and, and I, you said, wait, that name that sounds name's familiar. Familiar, yeah. So we like to do that and then go back and kind of do the do the research as since the movie's familiar. So let's get to it. We have a movie uh, back in the olden days. A troll has been stealing children and turning them into little wooden figurines and puts them in a in a tree if it gets five of them then it can unleash the hellacious troll army well Ernest ancestor is able to trap the troll in this tree the reverend whorl and then many 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 years go by and we come upon Ernest and well you know long story short the troll gets out Trandor the troll is let <laughs> loose upon the world it is up to Ernest and an army of children to get the troll back where he belongs. So that's about the long and short of it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's pretty much there's not much not much to talk about plot wise here, but what do you think of the movie? I I had not seen this one. This one I was at that age where I was old enough to to for Ernest goes to camp and Ernest saves Christmas and then I kind of outgrew it, you know. Right. And um but what did you think of the movie? You know, going into it, I wasn't sure what to expect. Maybe I thought it'd be more of a joke somewhat or a little cheesy, but coming out of this, I actually really liked this movie. I was pleasantly surprised with it. Like, I mean, I liked the story. I liked the stuff going on in it. I liked the look of stuff. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. I would like to thank our listener, Leroy Smith, for suggesting this to us because I'm not going to lie. I don't think this would have been on my radar for the the show. Um, I, and, and when he suggested it, I had absolutely no problem in the world, you know, doing it. I love the listeners. I, I love when we hear from the listeners. I, I love that you're out there listening to the show, and, and I can't thank you enough for listening to our little show. Right. I, I love it. And like I said, it, it probably wouldn't have come up on a list. I, I wouldn't have thought, no, you know, me even, even gone, you know, God, we, what we need to do on this movie, on this show <laughs> Is one of the nine Ernest movies, but which one? Yeah, which one? No, thank you for suggesting it. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It's a nice time capsule back thirty years now. You know, looking back at something that is for kids, you you feel that it's for kids. It's not exactly punching above its weight, but I love the fact that the horror element of this really works. That the mm-hmm. story 
is not stupid and contrived and contrived. There's an actual story with a with a with uh, there's a set of stakes to this, and uh, it doesn't get into really dark territory where you feel like somebody might get eaten or or you know <laughs> right. like Stranger Things get carried off into the upside down or something yeah. like that, but. <laughs> But no, I mean, but there is there are stakes in this, and I'll tell you what, the creature looks fantastic. The it's creature, so cool. I think, for for younger kids would be scary. Is still scary. It's uh, I was really enjoying looking at that creature. I thought that the Chodo brothers did a wonderful job on that. It, it's it's got life to it. Uh, yeah, Trandor, it Trandor the troll, and I love the fact that we're in pre CGI and it's real, and you can reach out and touch mm-hmm. it. And it's kind of got the two noses and it's snotty and the boogers and all that. I really, really enjoyed this. And and then uh, putting the Ernest character in there was a wonderful touch, you know, because watching Jim Varney play Ernest is always is always fun. Oh, yeah. You know, in in bigger, small doses, you know, and he seemed to be having a ball. We're going to talk. I want to save him for last because I really I really do enjoy Ernest. (laughs) Um, I love the troll. I love the horror. I love that it's a horror movie and it's a kids movie. And I love that these are are slapped together like chocolate and peanut butter. And I've said on the show before, I think there need to be there needs to be more horror movies for kids. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like there's only a handful when you really think about it, like the most popular ones. And and this isn't exactly as dark as the Monster Squad because the Monster Squad is so dark. Yeah. The Monster Squad plays like an old Universal horror movie, which it's supposed to. Yeah, but that's very dark. You know, there's death in that. Right. And this there's not death. There's. Well, I was looking at like uh, reviews. People like you know when you're tired of the Hocus Pocus and the Halloween Town. Like this is a really underrated one that kind of sits along those lines with those movies. You know, like it's it kind of holds up to those movies. It's really good. I I enjoyed it. I uh, it's hard to, to to criticize it because of what it is, and what it is is trying is trying to appeal to, to children, you know. Yeah. And so if you go into it expecting, you know, again like Monster Squad or something like a Stranger Things, because there's kids, and you're going to be very disappointed if you're going to expect a very dark horror movie. If you go in expecting a very fun little scary story, it's a lot of fun. It's almost like reading a, a, a fairy tale in a way, because really those right. are dark and terrifying, at, you know, to some extent, but they're for children. <laughs> and not as terrifying as like uh, scary stories to tell in the dark or right. even like the original Grimm's fairy tales. But there, there is some, some kind of, you know, scary stuff in here, for, some, for yeah. especially for kids, you know, yeah, especially I mean, for kids. Yeah. If you're a child, all of a sudden this troll comes out of nowhere and can, you know, can can you steal into a you? Yeah, doll. That's yeah, terrifying. <laughs> it really is. One of the things I was really taken with with the movie, and I know that there have been movies that have utilized trolls. In fact, there's a, a movie called Troll, and they made a sequel. And you know what that sequel was called? Troll Two. Troll Two. <laughs> troll two. That's right. <laughs> Boy, was that about it? Almost Norm Macdonald, huh? Yeah, you know they uh, they made a they made a movie about a troll. Yeah, yeah. You know what they call it? Troll. Troll. Uh, see, well, it's called a uh, troll too. That's right. <laughs> it's more Norm doing Letterman, but whatever. I, I, I like that they use trolls. I, I like that. Yeah, you know, I think trolls might be a little underused in, so in the horror lexicon because I was racking my brain, going, "All right, I know about troll <laughs> and troll too, and I've seen those. It's been years." <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait, were the ghoulies trolls? They weren't really trolls, were they? They were more ghoulies. They were." <laughs> But I was like, man, somebody, they need to do like some more troll movies. Like, uh, I, know. I know there's the, then the kids' movies, trolls, but that doesn't count. No, you know, no, it's no, got no. Justin Timberlake in it. That doesn't count. Get it, get it out of here. It's got singing and dancing. It's got singing. It we, we don't, count. We, we shun those movies here <laughs> on the late night front, unless you're Sweeney Todd, the demon it, barber then, of Fleet Street. Then, then, then you then get a pass. You get a pass. <laughs> but um, I, I, I love the fact that they used a troll. And I think it makes perfect sense because if you do anything like a vampire that's scary because you're sucking blood you know there's there's the element of, of death there you know yeah you, you do a werewolf that's that's terrifying yeah <laughs> troll it's like the perfect it's like a monster this is like a this is almost like a gateway drug of a movie into like old universal movies yeah. you know isn't there like a book or a tv show or something that incorporates a troll with for kids or something i, I have no idea like I'm having this, I feel like I read it in school or watched it when I was little. I can't remember. And there was like a troll. They had a, it was like yellow or something. I can't remember. 
Maybe not, but that's I, the only thing troll related besides yeah. troll. I, think, I, 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 somebody needs to do a troll movie. Put Nicolas Cage in it. Hell, let Nicolas Cage play the troll. Right. He'd do a fantastic job. You know he would. He's playing Dracula right now. You know he'd do a great job mm-hmm. with a troll. <laughs> but I, 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 I like the troll. Did, did you like Trandor? Because I thought he was the perfect villain for this. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think he was the right amount of, of creepy without being too yes. creepy for kids. Yes, he. Uh, I, I like the story, and and the look fits the story. The look fits the story of this guy who got trapped under a tree. You know, he <laughs> he that's that's what it feels like, and he kind of looks like he could belong in Star Wars in a way. You know, a he's got bit. that kind of kind of thing going, a, a real creature thing. It's a great little creature that's feature who, for um, kids. What's the lady? Lady um... uh, Eartha Kit plays. Old Lady Hawthorne, Hackmore, Hackmore. Hackmore. She reminded me of a Star Wars character. I want to talk about her in a second, too, because I think there, there's two great performances in this movie. But uh, I was I was really, really astounded by the by the effects. And then we get other trolls in the movie, too. And what was amazing is they all look different and they all had unique personalities, a lot like the killer clowns from I think Outer there Space. were 14 trolls. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. It's a lot of trolls. There's an army of trolls. Creating trolls, you know. Army of trolls. I like it. Well, we just said her name, Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. If you're not familiar with her work, please go and listen to some of her recordings. She was a wonderful singer. She was just a wonderful entertainer all the way around. She also played Catwoman. So we have a Catwoman in this movie. Um, I on that old Adam West. Batman show, which I'm a huge fan of that show. And I don't care what anybody says, that is Batman. That is 50s era comic book Batman. You know, Batman's all dark and gritty. You know, no, go read the 50s comic books. Like, <laughs> there was some really silly stuff in there. And it still is Batman. That's the thing. But I love the yeah. Adam West Batman TV show. He was so fortunate because he had. Julie Newmar for two seasons on the show. He had Lee Merriweather in the film they did because Julie Newmar was not available. I don't know why they switched. Maybe she wasn't available. But in the third season of that series, Eartha Kitt comes on as Catwoman. And my goodness, is she not amazing in everything that she did. If you've ever seen the movie Holes, the Disney film Mm -hmm. Holes, she's in that. She plays, uh, I can't remember the characters' names, but she was the grandmother, Uh the ancestor ancestral type character she plays old lady hackmore in this and oh my goodness from the moment that she shows up on screen you can tell this woman is having the absolute time of her life (laughs) everything about this character from her physicality to the way that she speaks to the way that you know she moves and the way that she just inhabits the screen this this is like old school entertaining that we used to have that I feel a lot of this has, has gone has away. Gone, yeah. yeah. She was a triple threat. She could do it all. And she's here. She's in this movie, this kind of silly movie, you know, and she's giving this really great performance mm-hmm. and you can tell, and she's creepy <laughs> and funny and all of that. And I wanted more of her. She could have had her on movie, you know, she really could have. Like we yeah. could have really explored her more in another movie and I would have watched it. There's so much going on with her eyes in this movie. Yes. They put the eyebrows on her. And <laughs> it's amazing if you've never seen her as Catwoman, please check her out as Catwoman because this is so far removed from Catwoman. This woman was really a treasure. She was really great. And uh, her big claim to fame is... Uh, Santa baby, Santa baby, Santa mm-hmm. baby, which is what she's remembered for. But yeah. she did a lot of other stuff too. She was a trailblazer too. This woman was an amazing trailblazer. Check her out, please, and and, and just revel. And I, I was I was looking at Faith. We we're watching the movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's great. How many times has if I was just about if to we say, had taken we shots, taken shots, taking shots every time I said she's amazing, like we would have stumbled out of <laughs> probably still be passed out. <laughs> She was she was really, really great. Well, she has someone really great that she plays off of in this movie. That is the one and only Jim Varney. Jim Varney was a classically trained actor. This guy was not somebody off the street. This was a trained actor, and here he is inhabiting this man, this this, man. this thing, this this <laughs> this earnest character. 
What do you think of the Ernest character? I know we said, you know, we live in the South and we kind of know him and, you know, may possibly be related to him it's and like, everybody knows him. But what is it about him? It's like we know him, but we also don't. He feels so unique at the same time. I don't know what it is about him, but he's fun. You know, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it really is. And and Varney is such a good actor and he plays what maybe eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 roles in this, yeah. you know, because the kind of multiple personalities of Ernest, you know, that, that pop out and every one of them is a little different, you know, and he was kind of rubber faced. He, he kind of had the Jim Carrey thing going on with, with the rubber face, but he had such presence as, as Ernest. And I love the fact that this classically trained actor and, you know, classically trained, it's kind of like with uh, music school, you know, or things like this where, you know, where, or uh, any kind of performing art where you like go to a school for it, you know, sometimes there can be an elitism with those people. I know this firsthand <laughs> having worked with some of them, I'm not going to name names, but having worked <laughs> with some of them and uh, there's an elitism, not to all of them, not, and that is not uh, that's not a blanket statement, but you can sometimes get the impression and, and it is true that some of them will have their heads firmly shoved right up their rear end. This doesn't seem to be the case with with Mr. Varney, who left us in 2000, much too much too early. He was only 50 years old, died of lung cancer. Oh, so, wow. uh, I don't know what the uh, you know the specifics of how that got him, but I can imagine you know he probably smoked you know quite a bit. And uh, as someone who who is a recovered smoker, uh, recovered, <laughs> get, get off of him if you're still on him, please. <laughs> Your life's gonna be much better. He won't die. Trust me. Um, Which you will, but not maybe from smoking. Not from smoking. There you go. <laughs> but uh, I, I love the fact that he just really embraced this character so much. I know. You can tell he just embraced this. And obviously he did nine films, you know, as Ernest. And, but uh, there, there's a sense of just absolute yeah, fun and, and uh, revelry. And it's like he's, he's free to explore the space. Yeah. And, there's no boundaries with him. It, it doesn't like. feel like there's boundaries there, you know, with yeah, Ernest. Right. And yet, as out there as it kind of gets with this character, like, it's always grounded and sweet. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a sweetness to it, a childlike simplicity to him mm -hmm. without being a simpleton, mm -hmm. you know. Always sweet, never mean-hearted, you know, not, you know, there's no, there's no animosity in no, this character, no, no, you no, know. No. Uh, no formal belligerence, as someone told me one night. <laughs> Many, many years ago. No formal belligerence. Um I, I love watching him do earnest. It's it's a it's a treat to watch him do earnest and and the fun just kind of comes through the screen. So who did he remind us of? And we're look I'm looking at the box and I'm doing the research. I knew Varney was classically trained. Well, let's see. A classically trained actor who performed all of Shakespeare's plays, like Jim Varney did. Let's see. Played a character that's uh, pretty instantly recognizable. Uh, did it for, let's see, six, seven, seven films, eight, eight films. So eight films, one less, one less, one less. <laughs> uh, right around the same time that, that he was doing Ernest, this guy was doing this and really embraced the role and Faith that sounds a lot like Robert England, doesn't it? It, it does. Sounds a lot like Robert England, doesn't it? <laughs> And there's a scene where uh, Varney is done up as a as a woman, and it reminded me of I think it was Elm Street Four where he's playing a nurse. England was playing yes. the nurse, and it's like the exact same kind of look. Mm -hmm. And that got me going. Well, you know, and and he's always embraced the Kruger character. Jim Varney embraced the Ernest character, and it's like, man, wouldn't that have been something if that had been switched? I could see them switched. And I, too. I think Jim Varney would have scared the crap out of us as I Freddy Krueger. So. <laughs> would have been something interesting for sure. But uh, that's an interesting parallel. Mm -hmm. And this brings up another thing. We've talked about kids and horror movies before on the show, but we've also talked about humor in horror. We talked about that uh, most recently. What film was that we were talking about the humor? So uh, Drag Me to Hell, we talked about you know, humor and horror and Sam Raimi's work. But... Uh, here's a guy really great with humor. Robert England is really great with humor. And yet they can, if you flip that, it gets really scary really quick. Yeah, exactly. You know, England is such a good natured, fun loving guy. At least that's, <laughs> that's how he comes off to me. And, 
first couple of Freddy films are geez, it, it, it's creepy. Okay. It's creepy. Freddy versus Jason. The beginning of that, he's it's absolutely terrifying. Terrifying, yeah. <laughs> but I can imagine Jim Varney playing Freddy Krueger. I can see it. Yeah, that would have been something. I think so. That really would have been <laughs> something. But he uh, he did. He really uh, uh, it just that comparison popped popped into my head. Yeah, it's very so interesting. It really is. It really it is. is. I don't know if they ever ran across each other. Don't know. Yeah, we'll have to get Robert on the show and ask him. Uh, we've been trying. You have for an a open while. invite, Robert. <laughs> Maybe we should play our song again. We Maybe might. We might have to do that. <laughs> we might have that to do in a that. While. Well, Leroy, thank you so much for suggesting this. Again, it's something that we might not have have done. No. You know, on our own. But no, uh, with there being nine movies, you know, I didn't really know this was one yeah. of them. You know, it's really, really appreciate. And this was the last film that uh, Disney financed because all the Ernest movies after this were direct to video, independent productions. But they kept going with them, so good for them. What what number was this out of the nine? Four. Okay. So pretty early. Well, one. four or five if you count the Doctor Otto mm. and the okay Gloom Beam. So still pretty but as young. far as Ernest, like proper, yeah. so there was Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas, I think Ernest Goes to Jail, and this would have been the fourth one. Okay. So I, I like it. I really do. I, I really, do I really enjoy it. Um, what, 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 Leroy, what do you have for us next? Yeah, like, what, what's next? <laughs> what do you You're have? programming the show now. <laughs> <laughs> we got so much baseball to watch, so you got you yeah, to you you tell us. Now. You got to pick the movies. But uh, really enjoyable watch. I think if you have young ones who are in that tween you know, phase, I think this is like the perfect film for yeah. them. And maybe uh, younger kids who can handle this kind of thing. I was going to say, maybe even a little younger and if they can, you know, handle yeah. it. I think it's a good, like, introduction, a good, a good. I will say this, the scene where the little girl rolls over in bed and the troll's there oh, with her I, was, was like <laughs> straight up, like, top ten horror scene, you know. <laughs> there was some. There was some really kind of little creepy stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Really liked it. Yeah, I did really too. Liked it. Great recommendation. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. So, well, we are going to take a very, very short break. This is a news break. It's time for all of the fake news not fit to print. You know, past few weeks we've had special guest news anchors. Mm-hmm. Last week we had the evil Captain Kirk that split from good Captain Kirk in the transporter accident in episode five of Star Trek, the original series, The Enemy Within. And, um, I don't know why you people know that the episode numbers. <laughs> ah, I don't know what's look. wrong. I don't know what's wrong with you people. God, Star Trek fans are the worst, aren't they? <laughs> we love Star Trek. Love it. <laughs> so uh, we're very happy this week. Uh, we actually have uh, Ernest P. Worrell, the very famous ad man, pitch man for you know all kinds of stuff. Yep. You know, they used to film like up to 25 of those uh, ads a day. Yeah, we watched that little video on it, yeah. We sure did, yeah. Pretty cool. And uh, But uh, Ernest was good enough to uh, to come in and record the news for us, so I'm looking forward to what what Ernest has for us. Me too. So, <laughs> All right, well, let's find out. We're going to take a very short break. I am Dan. And I am Faith. You're listening to Late Night Fright. Horror and sci-fi movie podcast. We will see you on the other side. You know, Vern, coolers are very important to us today. Why? If it weren't for coolers, it would be almost impossible for us to keep our ice-cold mellow yellow ice cold. Ah, smooth mellow yellow with that great taste that's better than Mountain Dew lives on thanks to our friend, Mr. Cooler. Thanks, Mr. Cooler, for ice-cold mellow yellow and for bringing America back to the ice age. Did you buy that, Vern? Then let me tell you about our friend, Mr. Refrigerator. <laughs> Welcome back, and thank you, Ernest, for the advertisement. Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow. It wasn't Mr. exactly Cooler. news, but an advertisement. Okay. Well, you know. We'll take it. 
you know, the news is selling you something. So maybe that was a political statement on his part. Maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> I, he's a crafty devil. I yes. wouldn't put it past him. It's making me want a mellow yellow. I don't like the new look of it. I, it, yeah. it doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, okay. All yeah. right. Thank you, Ernest. You know, uh, if you've been following the show, we, as I said, we had a special guest anchor last week, mm-hmm. and he was having a lot of problems. That was the evil Captain Kirk from the transporter incident in Episode 5 of Star Trek, the original series, The Enemy Within. He, he really was having some problems last week. He was, should yeah. we? We should check in on him. Uh, yeah. I still sure. have the number. Do you want me to call him? Uh, go for it. All right, here we go. It's ringing. I'm nervous. I am too. He was not well last time. No. Oh. Captain Kirk? Oh, no. He's still not doing too good, uh, I guess. <laughs> Dr. McCoy needs to give him a sedative or something. Like yesterday. <laughs> like yesterday. Still been, been out for a week. Might have to check in on him Gosh. next week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you any final thoughts on Ernest Scared Stupid? You know, I I guess I'm I don't I don't know what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get out, but I guess I'm just surprised by this movie, you know? And I am too. You know, it's fun to it's fun to watch these movies and and not get what you expected when you no, <laughs> went into it, you know. No. I had a lot more fun than I thought uh, I would. Uh very very kind of fairy tale-esque. Uh yeah. protect your children. Uh listen to your children when they tell you something's wrong. I think that is a lesson to be taken from this. Uh, there are people out there who would harm children. They mm-hmm. they are out there. Uh, they are, <laughs> and uh, we don't like them too much they here on the show. They don't look like trolls. They don't look like trolls. They look like you and me. But 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 believe me, they're not like you and me under the surface. But um, uh, you know, protect your kids. That's 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 always a good lesson. You know, maybe these fairy tales aren't just for children you know they're also for adults as well if that's right. a message to be taken from this silly little movie then good you know if it keeps you keeps you on guard yep. so good little film you know it's uh it is what it is it's uh, a little silly in parts and i enjoyed the silly i think silly's good every now and then and, i think so too and if you go into this with the mindset that this is a kid's movie and a, and a really kind of top-notch silly kid's movie i think you i think you're gonna enjoy it i don't i don't know what you would go into expecting from an earnest movie. I don't think you're going to go in looking for some kind of psychological, you know, discussion, you know, you're not going to be, you know, psychologically dissecting the earnest world character, you know, but, uh, really a fun time. And, and, you know, I think it's even fun. We didn't talk about the way to get rid of the trolls is milk. (laughs) Like it's so innocent and simple, but I like it. (laughs) I don't know why. And unconditional love. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, in short supply sometimes, I sometimes, think. Sometimes, yeah. High demand, short supply. I think we could all do all do with that. Milk's probably going to be like that soon, too. But, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, we're uh, heading there. We're, yeah, hopefully we don't get there. No. We'll see. <laughs> I really, really like the movie. Really like the movie. Really like Jim Varney. Really like Robert England, as we said. And we, we do. We have a song. Shall we play it? I think we should. We it's should. been a long time. It's been a while. We, you know, he has an open invite, and and just want to I mean, reiterate it. We used it. to bribe him with. with yeah, things. we had a list of things we were going to we we're going to give him if he came on the show. Five dollars was <laughs> was what we were willing to spend. I'm willing to push it because you know the cost of living has gone up with inflation. I'm willing to push it to six, even seven fifty. Seven fifty. Yeah. Screw it. We're going eight. Eight dollars. Eight whole dollars. Eight whole American dollars. <laughs> While we're still America, people. All right, here it is. Here it is. So, so Robert, open invite. Here you go. Robert England. England. Don't keep us dreaming. Come on our show. Come on our show, come on our show, prime time. I missed that song. I hope it gets him on the show. If you know uh, Robert England, please, please get in touch. We tried. We tried. We tried. We tried getting him on the show. We tried getting Huey Lewis on the show. 
We, we heard. We, we both we actually. Did. You heard back from somebody from Huey. I actually heard back from somebody with with Robert. So uh, we tried. We to tried. Get, we tried to get the girl uh, who gets her head uh, uh, stuck in the TV in Elm Street Three. <laughs> I can't remember her name at the moment, but she asked me what a podcast was. So. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I don't she did. That. I tried to get the girl who played the Ice Queen in uh, Batman Returns. You know, the one that lights up the Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah, I found her. Like she has like some boutique. I, I wrote to her. I we haven't gotten anyone on the show. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be amazing if her first guest was Robert England? I mean, yeah. Talk about punching above your weight. <sighs> I know. We can't get Jim Varney on the show. He's dead. Unless we conduct I mean, a seance. I mean, we could, you know, yeah. We could conduct say. a seance. That'd be a great episode, wouldn't it? Like, he <laughs> oh, died. We to do like a live episode. He died in a, a, a town called White House, Tennessee. I saw that because I saw it was like died White House. I was like he died at the White House. Like I knew, <laughs> I know weird crap happens at the White House all the time. But they killed Ernest. At the, you know, it's like man, it's like two thousand. Let's see, two thousand. Clinton was in there. Yeah, man, they arkansided. <laughs> they arkansided <laughs> Ernest, man. That guy hits a little too close to home for me. Nine films need, was too much. We need to take him. We need to take him out. I heard he wasn't going to make any more of them Ernest movies. <laughs> Ernest gets elected. That's what I'm about. Anyway, uh, but but I was like, oh, White House, Tennessee. So there's a there's a town called White House, Tennessee, where he died. Maybe we need to take a trip to White House, Tennessee. We'll set up a table. You know, we get enough people to hold hands, light a candle, and see if we can summon we'll the spirit of We'll conjure him Jim up Hardy. like the troll. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wouldn't it be something if we caught like an EVP and like, it's like, you, you, you hear that shh, know what I mean? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. Oh my God. And if that doesn't get Robert Engel on the show, I don't know what's going to get Robert Engel on the show. $10? That'd be fun. We should do this. We should go to White House, Tennessee and have a seance and contact the spirit of Jim Varney and find out what the 10th Ernest movie would have been. Yes. Yes. That's so funny. That would, that would, that'd be, we might do it. You know, you never know. We can make another commercial. It's like Ernest from the grave. Ernest from the grave. <laughs> Just, yeah. Know what I mean? Advertising something. Speaking of that, I saw, I saw a billboard the other day, uh, coming over to your house as a matter of fact, <laughs> of and it's for a, uh, a funeral home. Yes, is it the I know what you're about, like yeah. by, the, by frogs. Yes, yes, and frogs is a is a truck stop, people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny. I can't remember. I can't. Remember, it's like I can't remember. Go the name ahead, of it. go ahead, and like pretty much plan your funeral now. Yeah. Like, and, and it's got like go the family. It. It's got like the family up there, like the grandpa, I guess, who owns the place, and then the kids, you know. But like one of the kids, you know, his kids is like holding their kid. Yeah, like so, like the little grandbaby. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 like. Uh, Whatever, uh, we probably shouldn't even say it. Uh, the name of the funeral home is, but it's like, like, <laughs> like, like burial, like twelve hundred dollars, yes. you know, and like cremation, cremation. like six eighty five, yeah, six eighty five. And I was, I was like, go ahead and take care of your funeral today, yeah. so you don't leave your family in a box. It's something like that. Like, don't leave your family uh, broke because you died. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. But I was like, now. I was like, man, this is kind of macabre. Like, it really is. Like, this is really macabre. Like, really they've got because they've got the prices up for it. They you do. know, they they do. I I I'm dumbfounded every time I drive past it. It's it's amazing. It's yeah. It's hard not to notice. I don't it. I don't know what to think of it. <laughs> I don't know. Is this what they mean by bad capitalism? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a like, little look, strange. If you throw the little kid on there, it won't be as dark. That's right. Yeah, there's 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 weird spectrum going on on this thing. But it's let them know how much burial. I don't know be. what's weirder: us wanting to go to White House, Tennessee, to conduct a séance to speak to the departed spirit of Jim Varney, or you know, advertising how much it's going to cost to cremate your to loved ones. Die. You know. Like your death is gonna cost your death. It's gonna cost you six ninety five for cremation. (laughs) So don't have anything on your person that you want because you ain't getting it back. (laughs) Oh my goodness, we spent too much time out in the sun today. That's what we we did. did. Too much sunburn. Too much coffee. Yeah, she's a trooper. Faith, faith, a little sunburn and I scratched and then forgot. Did the show? Did the show anyway? Well, Ernest scared stupid. I really, really liked. Uh, next week we got two shows coming up. Two shows in a week. 
Can you believe it? Two shows in a week. Can't well, believe it. it's a theme week. We're doing uh, Coal Shack. We're doing the two television movies. We're Finally. doing the Night Stalker. We planned to do this back in January. <laughs> doing the Night Stalker, and we're going to do the sequel, The Night Strangler. So we are really looking forward to these. I've seen The Night Stalker, love The Night Stalker, have not seen The Night Strangler, so it'll be a first-time watch for me. And me. The week after that, we are doing the Nicolas Cage film based on uh, H.P. Lovecraft's tale, uh, Color Out of Space. We're going to, we've got to get the cage on. we got to get in the cage. We have to. We have to get in the cage. After that, uh, kind of up for grabs, uh, Faith has a list of movies. Faith, what are some movies on your list that you're talking about? I want to do The Witch at some point. Um, Orphan and Lights Out. Those are three movies I really like and have been talking about doing for a while. Just haven't got around to it. Awesome. Love it. And uh, I would like to uh, get uh, some of the older Universal films, maybe some of the sequels mm -hmm. that we, the, the films that we've done. One thing I'm planning on doing is I'm going back, I want to go back into some old episodes and cut some of, uh, some of the uh, review stuff that we did, like, so just take the review part and kind of repackage some of that and maybe do like uh, an episode where we have the review for Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and we'll put them together, you know, and, and do a, do like yeah. a double feature. Uh, those, uh, those episodes are three, three years old now, some of them. So I think it'd be nice, you know, to kind of repackage them in a, in a new way, maybe add some stuff. So kind of like special edition episodes, something Ooh. I've been looking at doing. We could almost do like a cage match with them. We, we or, could we'll, like put them together and then we, we could yeah we pick which one we like better. we could the cage match is of course our series of eight episodes that we did spotlighting the films of Nicolas cage in a highly scientific uh scientific what's the word i'm looking for in a highly scientific experiment <laughs> to determine which film was the cageiest yes we it, it was the best thing we've ever done i feel <laughs> i went into that one way and I came out another, another way. way. <laughs> Better. Weirder. Yes. Stronger. <laughs> and I consistently bring honor to my dojo having done the cage match. <laughs> so, a lot of fun. Check out those episodes. I might We might need to repackage those. Uh, we keep talking about doing another cage match. And I feel like there's enough material now yeah, that we need to. We need to there are so uh, many uh, movies. Every week. There are every so week. many movies. Every week. At least he's in on the joke. Yeah. At least he's in on the joke. So baseball is right around the corner. Spring is in the air at the time of this recording, at least. Wherever you are, we hope that you're doing well and that you're happy and healthy and and, and not listening to the news and, and listening to your inner voice and your intuition. Uh, being a Jedi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. be, be your own Jedi. Be like that Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Who's he's that? he's got a show. Funny. He's got a show coming. Everybody's got a show on Disney Plus these days. I need to. I want a show on Disney Plus. I just want a show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, we have this show. I like this show. Yeah, I like this show too. I like this show a lot. Leroy, thank you for writing in. Thank you for recommending this movie. Thank you for asking us to do it. It was it was a lot of fun. If you are listening and and you have this wild idea, like hey. I like listening to these two fools talk week after week. I would like to hear their opinions on whatever movie you have in mind. Guess what? We'll do our best to get to it. Write to us at late night yeah. fright podcast at gmail.com. Rap with us about anything. We, uh, we like candles and coffee and uh, baseball and Nicolas Cage. Yes, and uh, what Star else Trek do we like? And, and uh, we like eating figs with brie on them. <laughs> we discovered that last night. Uh, Faith really likes the movie The Benchwarmers. So if you want to throw some Benchwarmers quotes I at do. us, late night fright podcast at gmail.com. Y'all, it's hard not to, you know, quote that movie while watching it. <laughs> and uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from each and every one of you. Even if you don't write in, thank you so much for listening. If you have the time and are so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps get the word out about the show. If you if you if you just can't do that, you don't want to do that. I know because I listen to podcasts too, and I hear like, "Hey, leave us a review." I'm like, "I am totally going to do that." And then I get busy doing something, and I forget. And then I listen to the next episode. I'm like, "I am totally going to do that." 
and I <laughs> you forget yet forget again. again. And so the cycle so continues. so if if you, if if you are so inclined to do that and can remember to do that. <laughs> We would really appreciate that. You can leave us a, a five-star review or whatever, however many stars you want to give us. Uh, a written review would be great. But guess what? You're doing the best thing you can do just by listening to the show, and we appreciate that. And tell all of your friends, 500 of your closest friends, tell them that. Because let's see if see if we can. You know what? I'm instituting this here. We don't really have a big social media presence. Mm-mm. You know, we, we, we're kind of dead set against it. We're just, we're just, we put the show out, you know? And, I, I share it every now and again, and do but our thing. social media is not my favorite thing. So you're you're like in a really cool exclusive club, you know, listening yeah. to the show. And we have steady listeners, which is great, all over the world. And uh, hello to all of our, our friends in Australia. Man, they, they've been eating up the show oh, in Australia and, and Saudi Arabia and Chile, like all these places, like we're on the charts. It's amazing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this underground thing, right? Because there's these blue blood podcasts, right? Right, and mm-hmm. we we don't mean any animosity towards these blue blood podcasts. I mean, they're out there doing anything, not hurting anybody. They're, they're not hurting anybody. Well, we're not hurting anybody either. Maybe we can hurt them. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. So we we pop in and out of the American charts, the top two fifty. Let's see if we can get this little show into the top ten. Into oh, the top boy. ten. Can we do it in the American top ten? I, I would love that. So that's your job. Tell all of your friends, like, like, listen to the show. Start listening to the back catalog. Get the numbers up. Mm-hmm. Let's get the numbers up. We've got like over 200 shows. Some of them are okay. And <laughs> I think the show has evolved over time. Go back and listen. You'll, you'll hear. We were doing one thing, then we kind of started doing another thing. Now we're doing this, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we still got some of the silly elements in the show. But uh, uh, let's see if we can get this show in the top 10. That's what we're going to do. That's what that's that's what we're gonna. I do. would I would like that. And if anybody knows Robert England, tell him to get in touch with the show <laughs> at late night fright podcast at gmail dot com. You know who else would be fun to have on the show? Who? Pat Finnerty. Yes. If you don't know who Pat Finnerty is, Pat Finnerty does why this song stinks on YouTube. I don't know him. I'm just plugging him because I love what he does. <laughs> Me too. Uh, uh, tell Pat Finnerty if you know him to get in touch with us at late night fright podcast at gmail He seems like the kind of guy who'd like to talk about old horror movies, doesn't he? Uh, he seems like it. I bet he's got some thoughts on Ernest. I uh, bet Pat Finnerty would meet us in White House, Tennessee, oh my to goodness. see if we could if we can get in touch with the with the dear departed spirit of Jim Varney. No, what we need to do is we need to get with we need to do like an episode with him, like why this movie stinks, and pick a I really bad would, movie. I bet he would be down for it, and just you know right. break it down. There's so why many people that need to be on this show. There's so many people. <laughs> so that, yeah. People. All right, all right. I'm also going to propose this. So your job is to get the word out on the show. Let's let's see if we can put this into the top ten above Nightmare yeah. on Film Street, above all the all the Blue Blood podcasts. You know that have you know the backing of magazines and newspapers. You know who backs us? Nobody. We back ourselves. <laughs> you know. And so let's see if we can get in the top ten. All right. So we're having trouble getting celebrity guests on. What if we get listeners on the show? Let's get listeners on the yeah, show. That'd be cool. I mean, wouldn't that be something? We'll do interviews with listeners. And guess what? We'll do like the media does with politicians. We'll feed you the questions beforehand so it's not like you're, you know. Yeah, put on the spot. Getting yeah. getting, getting blindsided, yeah. you know, like, uh, like, hey, man, and what's your favorite food? Like, oh, gosh, I didn't expect that one. Oh, God, what did, I like meat, meatloaf or pretzel. What do I like meatloaf? I, I don't know, you know. You know, that's a question I can't ever really truly answer on the spot. I don't have... I don't have a favorite food. My favorite I like food, food. My favorite food is the, is the meal that's in front of me, <laughs> that's delicious and 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 nutritious in front of me at yes. that moment in time. Yes. So, all right. I feel like we've gone off the rails, but in a really interesting direction yeah. tonight. But no, like you said, you know, I I'm not on social media much, but if you are, share our show. Tag me if you share it. I'm a, I'm a normal alien on Instagram. That's that's all I use. But share it because I don't share it much because I'm just not on there much. So maybe maybe that would get the word out, you know. And I think it's really cool that we've grown this show. We have a steady and consistent uh, listenership. And I love that. I, I absolutely adore the fact oh, that we have this cool little. I, I feel like I feel like it's this cool little club. You know, people out there, and I know where you, I kind of I know where I you know, are. I know, I know where you are because I because because they show me on the map on Podbean. Go ahead, go ahead, quote, go ahead. You know what I'm thinking. 
Uh, you know where they live. I do. Come on. Oh, come on, feet. feet. Uh, you don't. I've been in the sun all day, Faith. <laughs> I'm thinking of Del Gribble. <laughs> you don't know me, but I know where you live. <laughs> King of the Hill. There you go. Dale Gribble. I love it. <laughs> been in the sun a little too long today, Faith. Oh, we've been begging. <laughs> we we really have been. She got sunburn. We're doing. We're, we're, we're imploring you to get us into the top ten. We're going to make this 2022. The Late Night Fright is going in the top 10 on Apple Podcasts. We're going to be a featured show on Apple Podcasts. That, this, is, <laughs> this is 2022. I love that we're like, hey, we hate social media, and we might be slightly lazy, so can you promote our show for us? <laughs> it's an American for success free? story. This is an American <laughs> success story, okay? But I think it's really cool that we have this, this dedicated group of followers, and we have absolutely no social media presence, and I love that. I At feel all. like it's, it's a grassroots thing. And it's and it's and it's organic and it's become its thing. And I know that we have to have started reaching people through word of mouth because of of I'm not putting anything on social media. I rarely but, do. But I'm seeing people pop up in different places like Australia. It's amazing the way it's popped up in Australia. Why that is, I don't know. It's it's very interesting to me. And I'm so dead set against social media. I think social media is going to be the downfall of civilization. I think so, too. But uh Maybe we can use this for good. So so let's get the word out about the show and thank you in advance. Let's see if I'm serious. Let's see if we can do this. This is really cool. It'd be and so I, cool. And again, get in touch with us, late night fright podcast at gmail.com. I know you're out there listening. I would love to hear from you. Say hello. Just tell us hello. Tell us your name. Uh, I would love to hear from each and every one of you because because it, it makes my day. About twice a day, I'll check the numbers. Uh, maybe three times when we release an episode, and it's always just a thrill to see, you know, uh, what what you're all listening to, and where you're listening to it from. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, it'd be really cool to get the show into the top ten. Just I, just to see if we can do it. Yeah, that's it. it. Just to see cool. if we can do it. That so so there it is. Uh, check out Ernest Scared Stupid. It is it is a lot of fun. Leroy, thank you again for the recommendation. We have the. Night Stalker and the Night Strangler coming up. So it's going to be two episodes uh, next next time we publish. Uh, we're going to we're going to space them out so that you're not inundated with two episodes, you know, on the same day, because that's, uh, you know, come on, come on. You don't want to yeah. hear us that much. Even podcasts, podcasts that I love. I don't want two episodes on a day because then it's like, well, wait, I, I have an hour budgeted for this. Now you asked me to, to budget two hours and I have things to do, you know. Yeah. The way this show's going, I mean, these jazz standards are not going to learn learn themselves. You know, <laughs> these episodes of Star Trek are not going to watch themselves. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, there you go. This this has been a really fun night. So thank you all for tuning in. If you're still with us, we we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Faith, it, it, it feels like it's that time, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Okay, so if we snap our fingers. Can we make the magic happen? Do we have the magic of Trandor the Troll? We gotta try. Do we, do we have that Jim <laughs> Varney magic? That that Robert England thing? Can we make no, it happen? No, but we can snap anyway. <laughs> All right, let's see if it happens. Let's see if it happens. Yeah, you know, we we we're on a streak here. We snap our fingers and the music starts. Yeah, you know, is this the week it doesn't happen? I don't know. Let's find <laughs> out. Ready? On the count of three. Do you want to go on three? Yes. All right, three. Ready? One, two, three. Well, it happened. We somehow did it again. Magic. That's all it is. It's magic. Just like all of our listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you have enjoyed the show, and we hope that you have a great week. So, there it is. Faith, take us home. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. The Night Stalker and Night Strangler are up next. We will see you on the other side. Know what I mean? <laughs>